Welcome to Two Waggish Hags, a comedy podcast that talks about the creepy, the weird, and all things spooky with a comedic southern flair. Welcome back to Two Waggish Hags podcast with Angela and Aubrey. I am Angela. And I'm Aubrey. We hope your Tuesday is great. It's still early for us, even though it's, what time is it? 9.20? a.m. in the morning. Uh So today, you're out of creamer. (laughs) creamer. We ran out of garbage bags and forgot them twice. So (laughs) here we go. And welcome to our life. And today we're talking about divination. Now, when I started my little spiritual journey, everybody kept mentioning this to me. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. So, and I still, I pretend sometimes like I know. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Mm -mm, No. (laughs) I do that sometimes and get people to start talking to me. Right. So, the first definition that I found for divination, we're going to say it, but it's a, it's a little... I had to break it down so we could better understand it. But divination is the art or practice that seeks to foresee or foretell future events or discover hidden knowledge, usually by the interpretation of omens or by the aid of supernatural powers. So it's basically a ritual that is performed to interpret what's going on in the present or what may happen in the future. So many African communities use it to solve problems like cure sickness and help with important life decisions. And divination practices are rooted in nature, commonly working with the elements. You can practice divination using tea leaves, bones, nuts, water, and nuts. Water and other components. It can be used in spirit possession, meditation, and dreams. Only one of those sounds appealing to me. I don't... Dreams can be weird. I don't know you lost me at nuts. I know. What's the... I didn't even look into it farther. Like, within, what kind? Is there a specific... Maybe it's a tree nut. I mean, it has to come from nature, right? Walnut, all of them comes from trees, right? I thought all nuts were, like... Right. So, (laughs) divination is an ancient practice of energetic communication. We're going to let her get her giggle out. For seeking knowledge, guidance, messages, and inspiration. And it dates back to the second millennial in Mesopotamia. A lot of these practices are from Mesopotamia or, you know, somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> but they've existed through the ancient world in places like Greece, Italy, and China. And in some ancient societies, divination is forbidden for religious reasons and for political reasons. I thought religion and politics. Yeah, I mean, they don't typically mix anyway. Right? So it's considered an act of magic. And some people believe in demonation, uh, de- divination. Some don't, and some believe it's satanic. And if you believe in divination, there are a few tools you can use for divination. I have a lot of these. So you can use pendulums. I have like two of those. And when people find out, they're like, oh, you better not play with that stuff. <laughs> I did worse in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? So, tarot cards. And I have some of these. I collect them for the artwork. I just got one that uh, is some oracle cards. And they have to do with cannabis. 
And then I have a set that's supernatural, and the fools are Dean and Sam. Uh-huh. I was like, yes. <laughs> so, numerology, I had to admit, I don't know a whole lot about numbers. I know about angel numbers, but I don't know a whole lot about numerology. So, I don't know much on this topic. And the I Ching books and coins. It's like a little coin that you use to, like, I guess, tell your future. And I don't know what an I Ching book is. So, we may just save that for another topic on another episode. And then crystals, which I have quite a few of these. You got quite a few yourself. Mm -hmm. And essential oils. But I didn't look up what kind because that could take a long time. Oh, yeah. There's a lot. But I'm sure it's like thyme and basil. I know you use a lot of bay leaves and rituals and things like that. So, like, uh, there's somewhere you can, like, write what you want on a bay leaf and put it in a jar with some crystals and hopefully manifest you some stuff. So, but there's also, like, a stream of consciousness writing. I looked into this. Oh, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. And signs and signals, which I believe in a lot of signs. Like, you know, if you see something, if you're thinking about something, you think about wanting to do something, and then you see, like, something that makes you think of it, or you see that certain thing all over the place, or you dream about it, yeah. that's a sign that that's Kinda what like you're supposed you're to do. like when you're thinking about getting a new car, and yeah. the car that you're thinking about, you start seeing it everywhere. Yeah. And that, that's your sign to go ahead and do it. That's what that's what I think anyways. But, I mean, like, I had a few questions because I don't know what stream of... I didn't know what stream of conscious writing is. I know a lot of people journal. And a lot of people manifest things through journaling. So, I did a little more research. And a stream of consciousness is a conti- the continuous flow of ideas, thoughts, and feelings forming... The content of an individual's consciousness. We sound very professional when we use some of these words, even though we're not. Ever. Ever. <laughs> so, it uh, it's to try to capture a person's thought process in a more realistic way. Like anybody, or is it like a spirit thing? It, I, it, it could work for anybody. Oh, okay. So, but it also could be like a spirit thing. Like, so, a a stream of conscious writing is where you write down your thoughts and feelings for five minutes. And there's actually rules to this. There's, like, rules to it. So, they say that you write as fast as you can. Don't stop writing. No erasing. That's considered stopping. No talking or doing anything else. That's considered stopping. Cross off words that are wrong if you notice them right away. Leave a blank if you can't remember the word. Don't worry about grammar or spelling during this time or during this particular exercise. And if you don't know what to write, you should write. I don't know what to write as many times as you need to. And so, now that we know what that is, we can talk about the negative side of divination. Because there's always a negative side to everything that I enjoy or are interested in. Well, I mean, that's like everything has its pros and cons. Yeah, well, I know back in the day we definitely would have been burned at the witch trials even though (laughs) you go to church, we probably would have been both been in trouble. (laughs) And that got me, because you know when I sneeze, every time I sneeze twice. Yeah. (laughs) 
And if I'm gonna sneeze a third time, there's gonna be a four. And they got me, and they'd have been like, "Oh, she sneezed four times. She's a witch." Yeah. <laughs> Get me a young priest and an old priest. She possessed. I, right. Something is wrong with you. Trying to sneeze the demons out. <laughs> but it's been criticized. Divination's been criticized for a really long time. And it's been dismissed by the scientific community. And skeptics believe it to be superstitious. And philosophers have beat down the idea of divination. So, it's the act of uncovering knowledge by supernatural means. So, it's been associated with the occult. I was going to say, like, how do you know who you're in contact with? I know. Would you be able to walk down the street and be like, she looks like she practices divination? Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure we've seen them. There's people that you can identify that are, you know, into occult type things. But I mean, I'm pretty sure me walking down the road, people wouldn't be like, she got a drawer full of tarot cards, (laughs) a box full of crystals, (laughs) and she's the devil. I'm I'm pretty sure they're not going to get that from me walking down the road. I'm not sure. Or they may if they know us from the show. Be like, hey, I know her. She's a weirdo. I listen to her. So, in the Bible. (laughs) I like being a weirdo. So, in the Bible, it states, "There, There shall not be found among you anyone who practices divination or tells fortunes or interprets omens. The Bible says divination in any form is a sin, and you should avoid any practices relating to divination, including fortune-telling, astrology, witchcraft, tarot cards, necromancy, and spell-casting. Everybody I know is probably going to burn in hell for, you know... (laughs) I know a lot of people that is into a lot of these things, you know. So, I hope they don't burn me by association. Who knows, though. So, with that being said, here's my three questions. Aubrey. Yes. What do you think about divination? You know, I collect and use tarot cards, and that's considered divination. So, what's your thoughts on it? I don't know. Like, I don't... I don't feel like I know enough about it to really know what I think. Yeah. And we're all just learning. But, like, I know they say there's a, a good way to do things and there's a bad way to do things. There's the light side. There's the dark side. So, basically, like, I think it's all in how you use it. Yeah. So, if you're going to take those, because they say that tarot cards and uh, Viking ruins... And, you know, it's all like open yourself up like like you would be using a Ouija board. I don't know. But I think if that's what you direct it to, and like if that's what you are wanting and that's your intention, I think that it could go wrong. But if you're using it for like, tell me what's going to happen today. Or, you know, what should I watch out for today? Or you're asking questions like, you know, I don't know. I I just look at the cards because I don't know how to read them, so I still have to look at the guidebook. But I just pull the cards out. I'll pull one out. I'll see what it says. 
and I'll pull another one out and see what it tells me to do. But it's like you could ask questions. It's like a magic eight ball. Yeah. But we know a magic eight ball was all for play. But there's also risks in everything you do. Like people will say you're opening yourself up if you use a pendulum or a pendulum board. But people used to take uh, playing cards and ask yes or no questions on playing cards. But at the same time, like the devil's out here running rampant. Right? <laughs> I think he's more worried about I, Hollywood. I feel like, you know, every, you know, walking out, waking up is a risk at this point. <laughs> Drinking chocolate milk is a risk. You know, because, I mean, what a lot of people don't realize is, you know, they think, oh, well, like, churches are sacred. The devil's not there. Satan literally snuck into heaven. Yeah. So, I feel like if he can do that, (laughs) not a whole lot he can't do. Right. (laughs) And you're at risk every day. I heard tapping on the door this morning. This is hilarious. So, I'm standing there, you know. In the kitchen, and we have a mud room between the front door and the rest of the house, and it's closed off. And so I hear a tap on the door, and I'm automatically thinking, okay, Finn Finn wants in because Maya's in the house. I open up the door, there's nobody there. I looked at Noli and I said, Did you hear a dog tap on the door? And he said, Yeah, I did. I said, There's no dog at this door. Like, I have literally, Maya has been, I've been in there washing dishes, and Maya has been outside and has scratched on the door in the mudroom to get into the living room and the kitchen, and I gave her a few minutes because my hands were, I continued washing dishes. Well, then I hear a knock on the door like where Maya is standing at and it sounded, you know, she's not going to knock on the door. She's a dog. Yeah. But it was like, like they knocked three times and I was like, what in the actual hell? And I opened up the door and nobody was there and here comes Maya trotting in looking all crazy and shit. Like it's been, there's some strange stuff that's happening, but I think it's my granny. You better let this dog in. I'm tired of seeing her out here, you know? <laughs> I can so see her, dude. I can hear her. Exactly. <laughs> I can hear her. I think it's her. I hope it's her. You know what I mean? I don't want just some random ghost in my house. But, you know, like it talks about like astrology and tarot cards and all that. Well, I feel like some of that is not much different than the daily devotional I read. Yeah. You know, because it, and sometimes I feel like, dang, I should have listened to this because it was like, you know, talking about how, you know, some time for myself, like, yeah. might be good, a little, you know, a little me time, a little downtime. And those are the days that um, I trip and fall, walk into the car, twist my ankle, and then go and, like, break something. And I'm like, dang, I should, maybe I should check this listened. first. Yeah. Maybe I should check this first before my feet even hit the ground. <laughs> and then my husband tries to mansplain walking to me. Right. <laughs> like, Man, I'm telling you. Like, oh, you're going to get fun. I'm going to make you trip a fall. So, and that takes us back to the to the good or bad. Yeah. So, I believe that it can be used in either way. Yeah. But, like, 
I've had people ask me if I could pull cards for them, and I don't mind pulling cards for them, but I don't want something for them not to listen to it and think it's hogwash and something happened to them, and then I'd be like, well, you know. But also, I feel like it also depends on where they are. Yeah, and their intentions. Yeah, their intentions and... Because they say when you do stuff like this, like you do a reading for somebody or... You know, you add them in, like, say if you was to light a candle, because a lot of people believe that if you light a candle and you put out crystals around the candle that is based on your intentions and what you want, then that will help to call it in. A lot of people would call it magic. A lot of people would call it witchcraft. But you have people who blow out candles to wish on birthday cakes on a daily basis. Yeah. And then, um... Some religions even, like, have, like, a station where they light candles for people. Yeah. And there's, uh, like, I watched a show not that long ago. I'm a Real Housewives fan. So, I watched their ultimate girl trip on Peacock, and they went over to Thailand. And in the backyard of this nice, very nice place they were staying at, this resort, they had this little offering table set up. And you go and you light incense and you leave an offering and you basically say what you want for the day. How you want that day to work out. What you're looking for. It's the same thing. Yeah. You know, if somebody calls me and says they're concerned about one of their loved ones, I will light a candle for those people and I will put out crystals to, you know, help in whatever they need to. And a lot of people look down on that and say that... I'm a weirdo or like I would know something that was going on at the grocery store and I would tell one of the managers that I was close with watch this is fixing to happen this is what's gonna happen just watch what I say and they would come back and it would be exactly how I told them and she would literally look at me and go are you a witch but we don't talk about religion at work (laughs) we don't talk about none of that But a lot of people have told me that the stuff that I'm into will probably open me up for something bad. But, like, I've been doing the same thing for three years. And I don't consider opening myself up to anything bad. Because it's not like I'm asking spirits to... Well, I mean, like, people also tell you, you know, like, the... Like, for Christians, like, the deeper you are in your religion, the more Satan tries to attack. Yeah. So... And say back in the day. I mean, like like I said, I feel like no matter what you do. Right. You know, you've got good right here and evil on your heels. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're chasing after the good and the yeah. the bad is chasing after you. In the, in the 1800s, you would actually be put in the lunatic asylum for religious excitement. Yeah. For any of this stuff. Yeah. Like, it would be considered religious excitement and they put you in the nut home. So, that would be like, you know, whenever we think, you know, because a lot of times, like, if we want something and we don't get it, and then, like, for some people, like me, I'll be like, whoo, look at God looking out. Right. (laughs) They'd be like, "Mm mm-mm, take her. Yeah. (laughs) Put her back in in the back. Yeah. And, like, if something happens that I've been thinking about, I'm like, the universe did that, they'd probably be like. Come on, girl. Yeah, draw her blood, (laughs) do some extra testing on her. Something's got to be in her system. A lot of these people that nowadays that are spiritual and that practice all this stuff, in the 1800s, we wouldn't really had a life. No, we wouldn't have made it. 
Because somebody would have had us put in a lunatic asylum. Yeah. That probably would have been bad because people would have been conjuring up a lot of bad things. But in a lot of those places, it was if you didn't believe like they believed. Yeah. Then you were wrong or something was wrong with you or you were doing something you weren't supposed to be doing. Right. Don't read a book back then either. I'd be... That'd burn me. And back then, your husband could say you was crazy and have you committed. There could be no proof. Yeah, I remember that because we talked about it with um, some of the asylums we talked about. Yeah. No proof at all. That would be ridiculous. We wouldn't have made it. So, (laughs) what would you tell someone interested in divination? Or if somebody come in and told you... I bought some tarot cards and some crystals, and I'm going to go in here and set me up an altar, and I got a little pentagram and uh, some candles and some little jars to put some salt and herbs and stuff in and wish up my intentions. Well, I hope they know what they're doing. Or they do enough research on it. Yeah, at least, <laughs> at least attempt to know what you're doing. Yeah, a little bit. Get you some friends I mean, like ours. That would be like me going in there and saying, "Oh, I, like if I call you and say I'm fixing to do something like this, you better be concerned." Exactly. <laughs> because I have no clue. Be like, hold up. <laughs> I mean, done opened a gate to hell. It's like my <laughs> oldest son called and he's like, "Mom, do you have with all your, you know, medicine woman concoctions?" <laughs> Dr. Quinn medicine woman right here. He's like, do you have anything for this? And I was like, no. And that takes like multiple days to, you know, it's a process. It's not like I can toss all this stuff in a jar and be like, here, drink this. Just chew through the herbs. You know, it's a process. Sweet Jesus. I was like, well, I'm going to make some fire water. I'll make some fire tonic. And he's like, what is that? What do you put in it? And I was like, you put a bunch of good stuff in it. Like, you know, it's like garlic and onions and you let it sit for a little bit and then you strain it and you're supposed to be able to take like a teaspoon a day and it's supposed to help you fight from, you know, being sick or whatever. And he's like, well, can you make it now? Did you not hear me when I said it's a process? Dang, even when I make bone broth for my dogs, it's a 24 48-hour process. Chocolate chip cookie dough is a 24-hour process. You gotta make it and refrigerate it or it don't work out right. (laughs) That's why I was like, I'm finna take chocolate chip cookies off the menu. This is bullshit. It's too many steps. I can't even, like I said, I can't even make, like, bone broth for my dogs like, real quick. Yeah. It's a process. Right. (laughs) It's like, you know, letting bourbon age in barrels. You can't just do that in two hours. I don't know on Moonshiners, though. They've been coming up with some stuff. Mm. Uh, my brother tried to make apple, I think it was apple pie moonshine. Girl, that thing is still sitting on the counter. I'm terrified. I was like, I'm going to pour this out. Right. Somebody gave us some, and it tasted like I could have ran my car on it. <laughs> like, I took a few sips. It was around Christmas time, so we were all celebrating, and everybody's like, let's take a shot. And I was like, all right. Oh, God, none of that. I'd rather have tequila. I don't like no alcohol. But that's like a pick-your-poison thing. In mine, it was the poison I didn't think was going to kill me. Anyway. Look at that gray hair. Time to go get it done. 
I got my hair cut the last time and I don't like the way she's done it, so I wore it up the whole entire time. I look like I have a mushroom head. So sad. What you mean? You look like you have well, like the way she cut it? Yeah. She layered it and over here's too short and I can't put it in a ponytail because everything falls down and I look like that girl on 90 Day Fiance with the mushroom head. I look like one of those things from the Mario Brothers. One of the mushrooms. Jesus Christ, somebody help me. Okay, y'all. So, we got off track. That was today. Well, that was all for today's topic. So, next week, come back where we're going to talk about one of my favorite things and where I wish they had a position for a job for karma delivery person. That would be fantastic. I would so apply for that position. Exactly. I wouldn't even care if it paid like seven bucks an hour. I'd do it. So, anyway, that's been all for today. Y'all come back next week, and uh, we'll talk about karma. We got some good things on the list. I don't know if you know of any businesses we need to shout out. Oh, um, what's it called? Mystic Jades. Yeah. She has all your divination tools and items. And she personalizes based off of like what your needs are, what you're looking for. She blesses everything for you before she sends it out. She is fantastic. Really nice lady. She's located in the heart of which country? In Massachusetts somewhere. But go online. <laughs> it's mysticjades.com. Or you can find her on Facebook. Her name is Miss Nicole. She's got plenty of crystals and things you need. Yes, and she, like, you actually, when you, um, you can message her and speak to her, and she will base your your order off of what, like, questions she asks and things like that. So, you're not just placing an order and wishing for the best of luck. And if you want a jar spell for love, wealth, or whatever, she already has them fixed up for you. All you got to do is tell her which one you need, and she'll mail it out to you. Mm -hmm. And they get there pretty quick, too. Yes. Very good prices. Y'all go see Miss Nicole over at mysticjades.com. That's been all for today's episode of Wag Two Waggish Hags. I almost forgot who we are. My name is Angela. <laughs> and I'm Aubrey. And we'll catch y'all on the spooky side. Bye. You've been listening to Two Waggish Hags with Angela and Aubrey. You can follow us on Facebook and Spotify. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you have any interesting topics, email them to us at twowaggishhagspodcast at gmail.com. And if you would like to sign up for exclusive content, you can find all that information on our Facebook page. Give us a follow. Thanks for being here. Spook you next time, hags.